Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Perfect. Then we can start. So why don't you start by introducing yourself and kind of tell us a little about you. Sure. Uh, My name is J.D. Osmond. Um, I've been working in brand development for the past 20 years. Um, Various companies, Amway, Gerber, Novartis, and smaller companies as well. So how did you how did you know you wanted to be in branding or did you not? I did not know. My uh, undergraduate's actually in criminal justice. Oh, that's so interesting. So how did you end up then in branding? By accident. Yeah, as all good stories do. <laughs> my, my first job out of college was with the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, wow. Okay. That's <clears throat> a lot of pressure for my first job out of college. <laughs> so I got that job because of connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so criminal justice major, and here I am working in special events for the Detroit Red Wings. So um, being in special events, I got exposed to different elements of the Red Wings, including ticket sales, the marketing, communications, and everything. And that's where my found connection to yeah. brand eventually started. So do you think that for students, I know there's been kind of a discussion recently about should you go into should you go right into a master's program right out of school for something like like a master's in PR or something or do you think you should get real world experience first and then maybe not go directly into another schooling um personal advice so I'll start I have three teenagers one's a freshman in college the other two are juniors in high school wow so the advice I give them and I give to other people go to work before you go get your master's Mm -hmm. I have two graduate degrees, and I'm so thankful that I actually went and had real-world experience because it made my studies more complete Mm -hmm. when I actually went on because I had a better idea of what I wanted to do and how that would translate into a working situation. Yeah. So then how did you get into branding specifically? So how did I get branding specifically? Again, kind of by accident, but purposeful accident. Yeah. Um, I put myself in a spot to become exposed to many different parts of the company. Um, I left the Red Wings and I moved over to the west side of the state, got a job with Amway. Mm -hmm. Once I was there, I'm like, wow, this is a big company. Um, And I said, I want to get exposure so I understand what is out there. Yeah. Because I don't think that titles of courses or degrees always directly translate to a job description. Yes, we have discussed that at length about job job titles versus job descriptions. So I'm going through that with one of my sons right now. He knows he wants to be in a chemistry field, but mm-hmm. no idea. So he's going through that struggle. Well, what's this job title mean? What yeah. does that mean I'd be doing? And the advice I gave him is the same thing I'd give to anyone. Get in and go learn as much as you can. Yeah. Because you can see it on paper, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Go talk to people and see what that means. And that's how I got into brand. Um, The spot I originally went into Amway for was project management. And from there, I was exposed to branding, advertising, market research. And I would have never known that had I not had that direct exposure. Mm -hmm. So that's when I became interested more in the brand side. Yeah, I know that last night at the Brand Summit, we discussed um, kind of that there's no class for branding, that right. you you know you can't take, t- take a course in branding and get any sort of educational like merit from a, from a classroom setting right. uh, in terms of that. So I feel like most people just kind of stumble upon it. Do you think 
that's working well, or do you think that there should be more classes about it, or do you think that maybe just it's a it's a mixture of all the things that you learn and then implementation? I was reflecting on that conversation from last night, and I think many classes go to brand deep to mm-hmm. the actual activity of building a brand. Yeah. So whether it be in advertising, how do you communicate outward? Of it's in the design. Mm-hmm. So you create you are creating brand identity that leads to branding activities. Yeah. So I think there are many classes that actually get to branding activities. And I think there is a way to go back and look at developing a brand. Yeah. Whether that be in a class or outside of the classroom. Do you think that it would make sense to be in advertising or marketing, or do you think both are a whole kind of league of its own? Because I know at least at Grand Valley we are separated by APR is in School of Communications and Marketing is in the School of Business. So I don't take marketing classes as an APR student unless they're an elective. But I take my electives based off my minor, so that's me specifically. But, you know, I wonder, since they, and it seems like they kind of go hand in hand if you're in a company, you kind of do it all. Right. So do you think it would have to, like, to be implemented, do you think it'd be its own or as a part of curriculum for either or? Even if you can't get it in your direct curriculum, how do you find activities that gain you exposure or experience to those? Yeah. You know, that's coursework, or that's outside the class, but the more well-rounded you can be, the better. I don't look for specifically an advertising major. I right. don't look specifically for a marketing major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look for the experiences that you gain through your education and outside interest. Yeah, I, I've definitely heard that also. Um, I've heard, like, mix from different professionals about... You know, it's important to to go to school and to do the schooling, um, but real world is kind of where where you get hired from. So I, I guess it's it's curious then, is the schooling all that important? I know school is important. Obviously, I'm in school. I've been there for four years, so I hope it's important because I have student loans from it. But, you know, I, I wonder just kind of maybe it's more of a, a, a harder or maybe a, a more expanded necessity for internships. Maybe it's more than that. Cause I know that we, um, as our program, we require one internship to graduate. And I wonder if it, you know, there can be some sort of like, maybe more accessibility to you can take credits and isn't and something else, you know, in terms of getting more experience. So I think education is an investment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, both financially and also with your time. You invest both, right? So you're looking for a payback on that. Yeah. That's why we go do it. Um, I'm a firm believer in education. Yeah. I have two graduate degrees, three teenagers. I keep telling them, go to school, go to school, go to school. Right. That said, I think too many students count on school Mm -hmm. in their degree to get them the job. Mm -hmm. So what I look for is someone who's put in the extra investment. Because right now, I say this a bit coyly, but... Everyone has a degree. Yeah. So what sets you apart? And I talk to people today, and everyone has a belief, a cause, something that they're passionate about. Go get involved in that. Yeah. It may not pay, but it's yet again an investment. Yeah. But look at it this way. You don't have to pay to do it. It's just an investment of time. Right. It gains you that experience that sets you apart when you go out for that interview. So do you think that that would that something like that could be kind of similar to the brand summit that happened 
that people who, because again, we don't learn about branding, but this is an, an, an opportunity to right. learn. And so people who went there, do you think that would help set them apart? That they experience this, that they have something to, they have knowledge now to bring forward from doing it firsthand for a few minutes and also having, like hearing you guys all talk on the panel. And you know, I think the people in creative tracks, creative programs, they build portfolios. Mm -hmm. I think all students need to build a portfolio that when they go in, you can show the work that you've done. Yeah. And especially outside of classrooms. So when people go into the job force, I hate to say this because I'm a big believer in education, mm -hmm. but I don't care which courses you took and what your grades were. Right. I care about how can you apply what you have learned and show me that you have applied it. Yeah. So that's volunteering for a cause that you believe in of its volunteering at a company to get exposure, of its volunteering for whatever, mm -hmm. there are plenty of opportunities. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but find things to fill your portfolio of real world examples. Yeah, do you think then, in terms of like putting them on a resume, do you think that you could put, because I feel like those are a lot of talking points, those are a lot of things you can bring up and say like, oh, I actually, I volunteered with XYZ and I feel like if you do a lot of them, it could seem repetitive on a resume in terms of just having not a lot of space and wanting it still to look you know, appealing and nice, especially for a creative. So how do you think a good way to go about kind of putting it on but also having talking points? How do you think that's that kind of connection would be made? What were the deliverables? Okay. So it's one thing if you attended class, mm -hmm. but what did you learn? And then how did you apply it? Mm -hmm. I want to see how it was applied or what was the deliverable. Mm -hmm. So if you led a team, great, that shows leadership. If you were involved in something, well, what did that involvement mean? Yeah. Right? What was the accomplishment out of that? Tie it back to a tangible benefit that can help someone else. Yeah. I think that a lot of times... I've been hearing recently as, as a senior, people who are getting ready to you know apply for jobs and, and all that, people are trying to say like, well, what should I take off of my resume? And the first thing I think a lot of people taking off are volunteer, like when they just volunteered, not just volunteer, but when they volunteered for something to put on maybe a work experience that maybe was like a couple weeks, a month or so of just doing something. Do you think, what, I guess, what do you think would be the more important thing to have on there was something that where you're volunteering and showing passion and, and kind of having a more, I don't know, ho hobbies in a sense, making yourself more personable or more tangible work experience. I think the volunteer opportunities show how that can translate into the work environment. Mm -hmm. So if you're teaching someone to do something, whether it be six-year-olds, young adults, mm -hmm. if you taught them something that shows leadership, yeah. it shows coaching and mentoring. If you're organizing an event, it shows project management skills. Mm -hmm. If you're leading a group of people to set strategy for an event or planning, that directly all translates into the real world experience. Mm -hmm. So I love it when people put down, I volunteer for this, that, or the other thing. Pull that, that thread that connects it to a work type activity. Yeah. And then it does both. Yeah, that's really, that's very true in terms of thinking about what, like, why did you volunteer there? Because you probably have a skill set that made you want, no one does things, I mean, people do, but people don't often do things that they're not good at because they don't like doing them then since they're not good at them. So I feel like if you have the skill set, then you're volunteering using that skill set in your everyday life. Right. Yeah. 
how did you so I mean because you kind of volunteered at the brand summit you came in on your own accord on, I mean we gave you a little little box of something I don't know what that was but you know it was mostly just to help us students out so right. how tell me about that in terms of how you got involved and how it was for you did you have expectations were they met were they succeeded were they maybe below the bars <laughs> you right. know so I've had the pleasure of working with Frank and then the past year and a half with a group of students from Grand Valley mm-hmm. doing a volunteer project for us out at Amway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that and my passion for education, um, I'm happy to volunteer anytime. Because what I find frustrating is that when students leave school and they automatically think getting a job and setting themselves apart is going to be easy, Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, yeah. And I think the more exposure you can get to people that are that have done that, the better. Ask for help. How did they do it? How'd you crack that code? How'd you get your foot in the door mm-hmm. to get noticed? I'm a big believer in that, so that's why any opportunity I get, I'd love to do them. As far as they meet my expectations, more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, the students were very engaged. Um, the exercises were short to the point, but meaningful. Yeah. Um, the collaboration that people shared was great. I thought it was an awesome experience. Yeah, I attended it, um, and I thought it was it, it exceeded my expectations in terms of what would be happening. Mm-hmm. I was a little nervous when I first heard it because I thought, oh, I have to put together a brief like what you know that's very on the spot. Like I'm very used to kind of my comfort zone of of thinking and processing and become and being a creative. So I was nervous to be put on the spot, and then but I I guess I didn't think about. And Frank did a really good job of having you all as a panel discuss first, which kind of got my my mind flowing and put into a brand mindset. And then, so when we were able to start kind of putting together some ideas, I was just like thinking about all the different, like a brand is a promise and these are things. And like, what do I really mean? As opposed to just like the fluff that could come with it. And I think that um, that really helped. Even like, I mean, the shortness was stressful, <laughs> but I also think it helped keep the fluff out and just really get to the point and think, okay, like you don't have to put a bunch of pretty words around this. What is your promise? What are you saying? What is your brand and how are you going to show it? Right. I thought it was really wonderful, honestly. And it really, like I came home to my roommate and she didn't go and I came home and I was just like glowing and buzzing and I was like, I have all these ideas for, for study fair and all these things. Like I want to do, I want to like do my homework like a lot more. So but even like this, like I really, you're volunteering to be on this podcast and you took time out of your Friday, so I really appreciate that. But I think also like this, the and the different like professionals I've had come on, I can tell that they want students, they see students are coming up and they're going to be in companies and hopefully the future of good things to come. Adrienne Wallace is something very similar where she's like, she believes that students need to be treated like professionals because that's what they're going to be like give me like nine months and I'm, <laughs> I'm good, not going to have a student role anymore so I really appreciate that so do you often do you think that this helps do you think that maybe this volunteering with students helps professionals at all like do you think there's anything that you maybe gain or that you like appreciate from from working with with students most definitely so every generation is a little bit different mm-hmm. right whatever generation millennials whatever at the end of the day, there are generational differences, and where I think professionals getting involved, coming back in, actually helps set our expectations of how people like to work today. Yeah. Because employment's a two-way street, right? Someone 
we want to draw people and people want to be employed. Yes. <laughs> but it has to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. And if a company doesn't offer an environment that students are looking for, they'll probably look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe not at first. Maybe they're like, oh, I just need to get a job. Yeah. But eventually they will look. Mm-hmm. So events like this, I appreciate because I actually get to learn probably as much or more than what the students do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good insight. <laughs> that's because I, I always wonder what you know, kind of what's in it for you, and and that's not like in a negative, selfish way. It's more so everyone does something to hopefully to gain positive things. And I and I've been to a couple of these like speaker series, and this is the first workshop I've been to, and having like the hands on. Someone took like two and a half hours out of their, their evening to come to campus and help out and to kind of do this this project. I always wonder, you know, it, are they also gaining like we're gaining, or is it just kind of more of a one way learning? But it's interesting that it's it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you think that this type type of workshop and summit, the way that it was run, maybe with different time management, would um, do you think that you you would do it again, and do you think that it was beneficial? for everyone? Like, do you, or is there anything that you would want to change about it? Um, I liked it a lot. I actually liked that the working time was very compressed. Mm-hmm. It forces choice. Yeah. And what I found today, people are more collaborative than when I was a student. And collaboration is great. It's mm-hmm. cross-learning, shared experiences, insights. But the speed of business doesn't always wait yeah. for collaboration to the extent is what it can for classwork. Mm-hmm. So I think the artificial timeline was actually a great exercise into its own. Yeah. Because it forced the teams to get to the point quicker. Yeah, definitely. So I thought it was very beneficial. I like the structure, um, share some news, some insights. Okay, now put them into application. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, I think even like to to present them, I think that's very nerve-wracking for many people, mm-hmm. just to present in general and then in front of many intelligent minds and people who, you know, it, it was a little competition-y. It wasn't like a, a big, but you know, you have this kind of in the back of your head, like what's everyone else doing? Like, what are their insights? Like, why didn't we think of that? And I think that presenting them and hearing everyone present, you know, that was really also a good exercise in on the spot, mm-hmm. on the spotness. Um, so just kind of to sum it all up, is there any kind of end advice for students or young professionals that you want them to know from your side if anyone's applying you know at Amway or you know just going out in the workforce that you would want them to know and really kind of hit home for them bring something other than the classroom yeah bring real world experience whether that be through your volunteer activities in going to volunteering because you want to volunteer but once you're there pull something from your experience and think how can that translate into a work environment yeah so go do those things. That's what I look for when I hire people. Mm-hmm. And other people that I talk to, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. I know that this pod- I mean, this podcast is for PRSSA, and that gives you so many more, like this experience in itself. I don't think I'd be able to say I'm doing something like this if it wasn't for being in a group and having sure. people kind of push you. So. But thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. Um, is there, so Amway, mm-hmm. you guys are looking to hire people soon, I'm assuming. some. We always have jobs open. Yeah. Um, you know, and the tricky thing with a big company, the good thing is there's variety and mm-hmm. there's scale. Yeah. So there is career progression. Yeah. Sometimes a smaller shop, 
um, more nimble, mm -hmm. sometimes easier to get in, a bit more entrepreneurial mm -hmm. than big companies. Yeah. So there's good and bad. Yes, we are always hiring, it seems. <laughs> um, it's just a matter of which department where and bringing the experience to get people in. Yeah. Well, everyone can keep an eye out. Um, I know that we've been posting some internships on our uh, Twitter about from Amway, so keep an eye out for those. And thank you so much, JD. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.